Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Ksenia. And we're the co-founders of Leone, a virtual skincare consultancy designed to help you understand your skin and what products to buy. This is our podcast, The Skin Interview, bringing you open, honest conversation around the noisy skincare industry. Want the lowdown on current skincare hot topics and key products to look out for? In each episode, we interview skincare experts from the beauty industry to bring education and enlightenment to your day. From demystifying skincare topics to unboxing products, plus our honest, no BS reviews. We'll share brand stories, their mission, and so much more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Skin Interview. So this is Xenia and Megan. We're the co-founders of Leone, which is a holistic skincare service that is going to change the way that you shop for skincare for good. We are really cutting through the beauty BS, and we decode your unique skin needs and help you to build a bespoke routine that actually works. So it's skincare led by understanding, not hype. So we wanted to take over the Skin Interview podcast just for one episode for now. I'm sure we're going to do more and talk a little bit about the end of the year as well as our beauty resolution for 2021. 2020 has been pretty hectic for everyone. And I guess, and I don't know if you agree with me, change our life forever. Um, so maybe, Megs, it would be great to know um, how 2020 has been for you, um, as if I didn't know, huh? but overall, how was your year? And most importantly, how was your skin? I think it would be great to know. Yeah. So I think definitely it's changed our life for good. I think 2020 for me was my most challenging year to date. Xenia knows this because she obviously talks to me every single day. <laughs> so she knows it's been a total roller coaster. I think it's interesting because 2020 started and when I look back on it, it was so, it was just like so many things were coming at us at once and it was, it just seemed so busy. And then all of a sudden it just all stopped, you know, in March, like I know that the whole world stopped. So mm -hmm. everybody knows, but in March the world stopped and I was living in London at the time. I am American. So my kind of family support system is in Texas. And so, yeah, all my, all my friends are pretty international in English. And so they all went home. I know Xenia, you actually were there and I did some bike rides to come and like wave at you, uh, you and Harold. But I think for me, it just felt, it was a little bit scary because I was in London, just me and everybody was outside of London. But I, for lockdown, it was, you know, it was great. I was um, living with my boyfriend at the time. And so we ended up making the most of it. I think it was a really fun time. And uh, for work, we did so much work. I mean, we totally threw ourselves into it. And I think you will agree, like, had to completely pivot mm -hmm. our business model. But it was exciting. And we were doing this um, Huckle Tree accelerator. So that really gave us some structure to our day and kept us super busy. And just the direction of our business changed, which was really exciting. But then <laughs> uh, in kind of June, I lost a family member, which Xenia knows about pretty tragically. I lost a grandparent and that threw me for a loop. And then in July, uh, I went through a breakup. So that was, I think, really, really difficult. And so the kind of second part of my 2020 was the most challenging for me. I ended up moving houses. I um, went through a lot of just, I think, personal changes that I don't like change. <laughs> Because then knows I don't like change. So yeah, and I remember hard. everything came at once, which was very difficult too. Yeah, yeah. So it all came at once. And I think it took me, you know, a few months to really get myself kind of back to a good place. But yeah, I think when I look back at the year as a whole, it seems like a roller coaster. But now 
into, you know, kind of moving into 2021, which we'll talk about, I feel much more kind of balanced and I feel, I feel really good about everything. But from a skin perspective, I think because my year was a roller coaster, my skin was a little bit of a roller coaster, but I wasn't really wearing makeup. I was able to be on Zoom calls like totally barefaced. And so for my rosacea, it was, it was pretty good. But when, when I'm stressed and when I'm not sleeping, which tends to go hand in hand, I get flare ups. And so I think that was my, my skin struggle was just keeping my, my skin in a good place and not super inflamed in terms of the rosacea. So I feel good about it now. And I think I found some really good products in 2020 that I are now really kind of staples in my routine. But because we were ramping up with work, we got sent loads of products that we could try. So that was really fun. And I think just trialing new products and integrating new products into my routine was was really great. So I feel like from a skin standpoint, it was pretty good. But what about you, Sunny? I know that we had pretty different years. So (laughs) let's hear about yours. Yeah, me, it was pretty good. And I know like it's hard to understand because obviously with the lockdown and like everything that is happening in the, in the world, you know, in 2020 was a thing very hard for everyone. I did have some really good silver linings throughout the year. Um, from a personal point of view, I got engaged in February, which was really exciting. And uh, I was super happy about it, of course, obviously. Um, and also going through the, the, lock, the different lockdowns with my husband now, has been quite nice because we don't really get the chance, you know, to spend time together. And it's always like when you when you really get it caught into the the day to day life, especially in London, uh, you wake up early, you know, you go work out, maybe you don't really have time to speak, then you you go to work, then you come back, you're tired, or you have a dinner with friends, or like, it's just like, you don't really spend time a lot together. And uh, I actually realized I already told you this, Megan, but told him once you know like I spend more time with Megan than with you like if we really count you know all of those hours I spend with you and with Megan I think Megan wins for sure because we used to work every single day together and so now it was nice to to spend uh, you know every day together it was nice to have our routine together and it actually worked uh, pretty well I got even more into cooking which was nice uh, I had a, a mini vegetable garden on my roof which was also nice was so I really cute. like had different hobbies <laughs> throughout the, the different months. And I think something that was um, really nice too for me is that I had the chance to uh, to go back to Switzerland, actually in France, uh, to my family house. And again, you know, you don't really get to spend time with your family. Every time I would come back for a weekend, it would be super expressed, you know, like, oh, I have to go see my friend. I have to spend time with my sisters and I have four sisters. So it's, it's like <laughs> you have to be organized for a weekend. Um, so yeah, it was very stressful and I get to spend like three months here with everyone, uh, really slow down, work from home. And it was really, really nice to be, uh, you know, in a such environment and being the countryside too. It was such a nice break from London. And I guess not being in a big city was easier, you know, to tolerate what was happening because obviously you don't have like this this day-to-day stress, uh, which was super nice. And then, of course, I was really excited from uh, for our business, too, because we changed, like Megan said, everything. And uh, it was so exciting uh, because I think we struggled, you know, to find a way to scale our business. Uh, we were really into our one-to-one consultation that we were doing for my flat. But obviously, you know, we, we have to to go a little bit further. And we also wanted to expand our mission. We want to have more people on board and helping us, you know, to make a better, like just to make a better beauty industry so that people are not, don't feel overwhelmed on a bigger scale. Apart from that, am I like 
getting too much into it. No, but you have you have like two other big things that happen that you haven't mentioned because you got a dog and yes, you got married. Exactly. You actually did end up getting married in 2020. So that was kind of a big exactly. deal. That was such a nice thing to do, yeah. No, so we got a little dog, Maurice, uh, English bulldog. My husband struggled so many years to have one. He tried everything with me. I was like, no, I don't want to have a... Like, it's impossible to manage a dog, you know, especially in London and especially if you're working. And finally, um, during the November lockdown, like, I don't know how we found this bulldog. Amazing, beautiful. And I was like, okay, you know what? We have three weeks ahead of us. We can do it. Like, we can train him, etc." Even if we had all this time, you know, like it's like I really didn't expect it to be like this. And I guess, Megs, you understand me because your mom also just got two dogs. Yeah, we ended up getting two, two golden retriever puppies. And my gosh, it is a lot of work. I mean, we had four people, two puppies and four people, but you only had two people. Well, I guess it's the same ratio, but it's a lot of work. (laughs) It's so much work. It's so much work. And I know it's not the same and I really don't want to compare, but I have so much more respect for people that have kids and have had to deal, to deal oh you know, God. with babies and, I don't know, toddlers at home uh, when being in long time because I really don't know how you did it, guys. And I really like, I appreciate, appreciate you 10 times more than before. <laughs> I, know, I <laughs> do not know. That, that's what my my boyfriend and I, we, were, we would talk about that. Like, how are people doing this with little kids at home? It's constant. It's constant. You it's heard crazy. stories of people going to the car just to kind of get away and doing meetings in the yeah. car. And I can so ima- I can now so imagine that, especially with puppies yeah. too. You just want to escape sometime, which is a reality. Like you have to, because otherwise you just go crazy. Uh, but yeah, so we got a little dog, and then uh, we like obviously wanted to get married. You know, have like a nice wedding with lots of people in summer. Like we had like a dream location, but. With everything that was happening and because we didn't know, you know, how long everything will last. Like, it's like, you know, it's and everyone experienced this. Yeah, yeah, in March, it's going to be fine. And then one year later, we're still here, you know, so (laughs) we didn't want to risk anything. And uh, we just wanted to get married, too. Like, we know we just wanted to, I don't know, we just wanted to to get through it because we were super excited, both of us. So we decided to to get married in the peak of COVID in Switzerland, in Geneva, in December, <laughs> which wasn't the best idea. But actually, we, we really did the, the, like the best wedding we couldn't imagine. We only had our families. We did a dinner all together. And, and I'm sure I already told you, Max, but it was amazing actually to, you know, like to only have our two families because you don't get to, you don't get to sit at the same table. Even if it sounds obvious, you don't get in your life to sit at the same table as you know, with all your family uh, from your husband's side and all my family. So it was so nice to see everyone bond together and speak together, dance together, drink together, of course, which was nice. And uh, and yeah, so this was the best uh, the best way to end the year, I guess. And uh, and now I'm back again in France, like you, Megs, in Texas. So it's like just waiting for London to calm down a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And just a little bit about your skin too, Xenia, because we're going to get into your wedding skincare routine there were so many questions that people submitted i think it's the most engagement that we've ever gotten was from your wedding post and um so there were a lot of questions and at the end of this podcast we're going to go into the questions about your skincare routine but generally speaking how did your skin kind of fare throughout throughout lockdown so me not like you Megs, i don't suffer from any skin conditions so i don't have acne i don't have rosacea so i didn't have to 
deal with like a skin condition and get it under control. But I do have ups and downs. Like I really do have different skin moods. Sometimes my skin is super dehydrated. Sometimes I have unusual breakouts and it really varies with my cycle. Um, so I guess in 2020, I got to be a bit more in control of everything because I get like, I get basically it was the year I really get to, to, to know my skin. And now I know exactly how it's behaving. You know, when I eat something, what can happen when I'm too stressed, what it happens, because it's really like a roller coaster. I guess from that point of view, I get, I got more control over my skin. Uh, but I do still have, you know, those little skin moods still need to fix sometimes some, some things, but not something on a deeper level. So I guess it's been quite good. It's more like getting to know my skin. Yeah, I think just to note that a note on that as well is that I so previously my lifestyle was very much like would work pretty late and then would go to like a work event or have a dinner with friends out. And then I would either have dinner out or order delivery something. I wasn't ever cooking. Xenia knows this. It was like Xenia would always say like, Megs, it's, it really is easy. Like you can do something. And I just couldn't, I couldn't get my mind around having to go home and cook. And so during lockdown, we ordered, we did mindful chefs for every single meal and then made, I made every single lunch for us. And so I really knew exactly what I was putting into my body because I was cooking every single meal, which is not what I usually do. And I was able to pinpoint rosacea triggers that I never knew that I had. And so, and I also wasn't drinking, we weren't drinking very much at all in lockdown, maybe a glass of wine or margarita here and there, but we weren't drinking very much. So I was able to pinpoint triggers for my rosacea, which has been a huge game changer because now I'm cutting out certain spices in my diet and also like things like champagne and Prosecco. I never... I never realized how much they impacted my skin until now. So I think that just having more control over that and really knowing exactly what I'm putting into my body and how it impacts my skin has been has been huge. And I, I, I'm sure that for people who usually cook, this is something that you could already have done. But for me, this was pretty transformational. So yeah, that's yeah, a it's super interesting because, you know, when you slow down and you do less things, you actually notice more stuff, too. And like when you're in this lifestyle, like you said, you know, why you do so many things in a day, it's impossible to pinpoint what exactly is causing your skin to act up or why you have a flare up or something like this. And when you when you really spend time a bit more calm and like you really try different things, that's how you see a pattern, too. So that's really interesting. And actually, it's crazy how, you know our overall lifestyle can impact our skin. And I think we don't realize to what extent the, the internal health can have an impact on our physical well-being. And uh, we realize also for our consultation that, you know, new skin concerns, but also physical and mental concerns were arising due to this difficulty or two. Uh, so yes, sometimes like it helped you. Sometimes when, you, when you're calm and you don't do anything, it helps you to understand your skin. But sometimes too, because your environment is changing suddenly so much, you know, like from working in office to working from home, you still have some some triggers. You can still have some yeah. concerns on your skin. So it's crazy. And I would love to know, even if I already know the answer, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I would love to know what was for you the biggest skin concern that you saw uh, with your clients from the virtual consultation you've done this year? Yeah. So I think the virtual consultations for us, this switch was so incredible. I mean, we we were able to see people from all over the world, so many different countries. I mean, just, I don't know, Xenia, if you, if you agree, but I mean, everywhere from Tanzania, Canada, the US, Italy, Spain, all of these different places. So it was really, really interesting to speak to people around the world and also to see how 
similar our experiences were, no matter where we were in the world. So this was pretty, yeah. And this was pretty, for me, it was so comforting because my feelings of anxiety and stress, it calmed me a little bit to, to talk to different clients because they, they were feeling the same thing. And so we were kind of all in it together. And I think in terms of skin concerns, what I saw was compromised skin barriers. So, so many people really came to us because of these huge changes in their skin. And so I think that not only were people paying more attention to their skin and we were just at home more, but they were more stressed. And so their skin barriers really suffered as a result of this. And so not only do we see compromised skin barriers, so that's just like that underlying redness and irritation, but we also saw people who had inflammatory conditions that were exacerbated by COVID stress. So a lot of people's home life was extremely stressful, whether that be because whether it was with their partner. So I think it was a lot of pressure on relationships that we saw. A lot of people were very emotional in our consultations coming to us, which, you know, we talk about this kind of idea of skin therapy, but I really do feel like for our clients, hopefully it is like that 45 minutes where they can just really talk about them and their skin, which is not something they always get to talk about. So definitely saw this, these inflammatory conditions like rosacea, acne and eczema flaring up and people just not knowing how to control them. And then as a result of this kind of compromised skin barrier, we saw a lot of unusual breakouts uh, happening as well, which I think, Senya, you probably can speak more to that. But it would be interesting to hear too from your side what your clients were kind of saying. Yeah, of course. So I actually didn't think about compromised skin, but it's true. And I, to go back to it, I think not only, you know, stress can exacerbate it or not only like your environment, et cetera, but I feel too that, People understood, you know, that the skincare regime they had, especially those living in big cities, you know, like you exfoliate your skin, you double cleans, etc., was not needed anymore when you work from home. Like you have to shift a little bit your skincare regime to adapt to a new environment. So I guess many people were confused with that is that, you know, they were coming to us and saying, I don't understand, uh, my skincare regime is not working, uh, but it was working before the lockdown. Uh, why is this happening? Being, you know, working from home means I don't, I have less pollution, etc. So many people were confused with that. And of course, like you said, the stress exactly adds to this. So yeah, I think for sure compromised skin barrier. And I think also caused by, you know, the products they were using, not that they were bad, but not adapted to the current environment. As you said, unusual breakouts. A lot of people had unusual breakouts. They One of the main triggers is stress, of course. So with the the crazy times that we lived, uh, you know, people had to to move out. People also went for breakup, like you, you know, Megs, and also lost some people due to COVID, etc. So those type of emotional things that can happen in your life can have a major impact on your skin and especially on you triggering like yeah, unusual breakouts on the skin. Yeah, I think that I think that the unusual breakouts, I think people because they had slowed down so much, they really were like, oh, okay, it, it has to be stress because nothing else is going on. I mean, it, I think that people had almost accepted their concerns just as like, oh, whatever, this isn't something that I'm going to worry about now. I'm so busy with my life doing everything else. And so people almost slowed down to say, okay, wait a second, like this actually must be triggered by stress. How am I going to address this? And so we definitely saw people, I think, in lockdown that we probably wouldn't have seen before just because they had the time to really take a step back and and kind of consider you know, what's impacting my skin? Is it my routine or is it just stress? And how do I, how do I adapt? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I completely agree with you. And I guess something else I saw is a lot of dehydration because when you work from home and you have, you know, central heating on, or for example, you have AC or anything like that, like artificial environment in general, 
they can also have a major impact on your skin and the lack of fresh air, etc. You also have a lack of vitality. So uh, I saw a lot of dehydration and, of course, the most talked concern, you know, of the year, maskne. Everyone was coming to us, you know, saying that after wearing a mask, they have some inflammation, some breakouts. And maskne is not only for us unusual breakouts that appear where you wear your mask. It's also like inflammation, redness. So anything from the friction of the mask that can, you know, lead to a skin concern is maskne, basically. Uh, so, yeah, I think you agree with me, Max, but we saw a lot, a lot of people having maskne. Oh, my gosh. And- and it's it almost hard. became too much. I don't know if you agree with me. It's almost became like, oh, this is maskne, you know. Oh, yeah. Like I have a breakout. This is maskne. Like it's not the only reason too. But yeah, it was like yeah, one of you the just have to really. I think that we really had to stress to people, you have to adjust your skincare routine. And, you know, people that had to wear masks all day long. We saw nurses. We saw doctors as well during lockdown, which was incredible just to hear their stories. We're so grateful for what they're doing. And yeah, I think the people who really have to wear them nonstop, absolutely no, no cheating, no pulling down the mask here and there, their skincare routine had to completely change. And so there were a few things that we kind of suggested people do to adjust it. But at some point as well, you can manage conditions, but you, you sometimes can't, can't totally cure it. And I think with maskne, it is definitely a management thing because we all have to wear masks. So I guess like to, I don't know, Xenia, if you have anything else to add about those, those kind of concerns. I think we need to leave behind 2020 and not speaking about it. Agree. (laughs) Let's finish talking about the crazy year and look forward to what's coming next. So I don't know, do you feel like you're kind of now being just submerged in this like new year, new me context? And how do you feel about it? Because for me, it really drives me a little bit crazy, the new year, new me. Oh my God. Like all this marketing strategies, like uh, you know, all this newsletter that I received on the 1st of January, already new year, new skin, new year, new me, etc. Like for me, it, it just drives me crazy because, you know, we always say that there's no miracle overnight fix for your skin. It's impossible to change your skin, even in a month. Like, of course, you can see some results, but it's not how you need to perceive like new year, new skin, uh, new year, new me, I mean. Yeah. And for me, it's just like, yeah, way too much uh, and I think it's misleading people into buying stuff you know that they don't need skincare products uh, not only skincare products but like even you know like for example a sport gear or something like that because they they feel that they want to uh, be part of this new identity and I have the feeling that uh, it puts people on the wrong path because it's just give, like it gives them a feeling that everything can happen in a very you know uh, short time which is not the case especially with skin uh, so for me yeah, I, I really don't like this type of content and uh, I'm really happy that we don't do anything around that too because I think it's it's very misleading. I don't know what you think about it. Yeah, I think we made a joke in one of our captions like, don't say it, don't say it. Oh, we said it. Your new skin. We were talking really about kind of building your foundation, your skincare foundation. And I think that's, I think definitely it's it's not bad to set up a few expectations for the new year to really set your intentions. I know I've been doing a lot of self-discovery post-breakup, which I think loads of people do, but I've really been kind of doing the work. I'm doing air quotes. And I think that's totally fine to kind of set those intentions, especially with your skin and to kind of go back to square one and, and look at your skin pillars and look at your skincare foundation. But in terms of new year, new skin, no, it's not First of all, we're in the dead of winter. This is probably the hardest time to reset your skin if you're going to just like redo everything. 
because you should be really stripping your skin back and focusing on nourishment and hydration and soothing ingredients rather than like, okay, let's go in with the, with the stimulants. Let's go in with the chemical exfoliants and, you know, let's totally start new because your skin barrier is more likely to be compromised in the winter and more likely to be a little bit more vulnerable. So I think, yeah, the new year, new skin thing just stresses me out and all of the like deals and stuff. It's not great because if people go and buy loads of things, then their skin barrier is so not they don't happy. It's like the Black Friday, like we we talk a lot about it because it's just it just stimulates people to buy more when they don't need more. Like the the less less is better, I think. This is my motto, but I don't know if you agree with me, Megs. Uh, I completely agree with you, and I think it's super important that when you set up even like normal resolution, but even more beauty resolution to have something that is feasible, to have something that is enjoyable and to ensure that you can actually follow them, but also appreciate them for what they are. Because if they're not, uh, you're never going to do them and it's never going to last. And again, overnight fix doesn't, doesn't exist. You know, like it has to be something that you do every single day to really appreciate the effort that you put into and to see the results in a few months. Like you said, I agree with you. So what are your beauty resolutions for this year? Uh, my beauty resolutions. So for my skin, I would say that I want to level up my game and have more of a AT, and I hate this word, anti-aging skincare regime, but just have something that protects even more my skin in the morning and something that stimulates maybe a bit more my my, my skin at night. I know, and really, I, I know that I don't have massive aging concerns right now, but I definitely can start to see some fine lines, you know, on my forehead and also on my cheeks, which really stress me out. I, I know I shouldn't. It doesn't stress me out. Like, I, I love, you know, aging naturally, but I guess I don't want to... I have a skin that is very photosensitive. I used to be out in the sun before, so I just don't want those type of, uh, you know, this type of behavior I had before to really come across my skin in the future. Uh, so I, I want to get my skin as like as much protected as possible, if that makes sense. <laughs> so that's why I just want to have something more anti-aging, I guess. Yeah, I think that that anti-aging, it's so hard. Like we don't like it, but it's so hard to find another term that, we can use because anti-aging it's like I think it's so ingrained in us so we're working on it guys figuring it out but for now I think anti-aging is just the most it describes what we're wanting right I think preventing premature aging is just too long so it simplifies it but what other things then I guess in terms of beauty but then also any like personal things that you can share I found in 2020 that I didn't have that much time to read and uh, even the people that I was following on social media like it wasn't like very you know like consistent content and um and i really want to go back to it because i remember when i used to read a lot uh that's how i get more focused during the day i get more structure and i get better ideas too and i really miss that so i want to read more i want to read more books you know to have i don't know just to slow down and like think about some something else so i want to read books i want to read uh, more thing about the, the beauty industry because i want to learn more about it and especially Especially, I want to have a safe social media environment because I was following people that, you know, sometimes can trigger different emotions that are not that positive in you. And, and I just want to make sure that everything that I see, you know, everything that I come across to is 
something that I personally created to my needs, to my beliefs, and to what I want to see. I don't want to see things that I don't want to see. Um, so yeah, I think I think for me, uh, I just want to be more aligned with my values, uh, not only with the people I work with, you know, not only with like my environment, with my family, but really go deeper in that, and even for my social media, through through everything that. I don't know, that triggers me. I want it to be positive and not negative. Yeah, I love that. I think for me, I, in terms of beauty resolutions, I really want to reinforce my morning skincare routine. I am so lazy. Like this is a confession, but I'm so lazy in the morning in terms of my skincare routine. Well, when I was commuting, I would like take my skincare with me. Like it was really kind of gross. Oh my God. No, oh, this dress is cleaning no, out. No, I don't do this anymore, but like I would do my makeup. Oh, my I'm God. like that person that would do my makeup on the tube, which is impossible now, anyways, or in an Uber because I'm like always running. For the late. people doing that, please don't do it. Think about oh, my cross contamination. Think about the bacteria. Think about everything. No, exactly. I know. I know. This is why. This is why it's <laughs> It's disgusting. But Cindy knows this about me. I'm like, when I say I'm not a morning person, that really doesn't cover it. Like, I. I really am a different person. We need a name for her because she's not me and I'm just not a morning person. So this morning routine for me has been super lazy. And I think that I just need to really get better about it. I mean, this morning I was good. I was up at 4.50. I'm on US time. So I'm trying to adjust my my time zone. But by the way, we didn't ask her to wake up early. Megan decided herself. No, I decided myself. Um, and I was up, wasn't I? I was ready to go. Yeah. I didn't have makeup on and I had my hair up in a bun, but I was there. So yeah, I think that generally speaking, I just need to be better about adding hydration in the morning. I think it's going to really help my skin and also just me be much more intentional about that routine, uh, more protection, making sure that I'm never skipping my SPF because yeah, I think my nighttime routine, like I, no matter how much I drink, no matter how tired I am, no matter what I will do my skincare routine. It's my, the way that I wind down. But so yeah, my focus this this year is on my mornings and making sure that I'm intentional about my mornings. So I think you talked about learning, which I love, but I also want to get involved in more like online events and panels. I found that the way that I connected with people last year and like so many incredible opportunities came from it. We did a collaboration with Rick. So off the back of me going to a panel and meeting Henrietta um, in person and just wanting to, to do a collaboration. So I think that my goal is to kind of like do a couple per month and just connect with more people in the industry and really yeah, I think get to know people that we really look up to and hear what they have to say with what's trending and things like that. And then personally, I think making time for myself. So this kind of goes into my morning routine thing, but I oftentimes don't put myself first. I get like really worried about um, other people and put other people first a lot. And then my needs get lost and actually other people around me suffer and have to deal with <laughs> deal with the kind of fallout from that. So I think that's a big one is just putting myself first because then I'll be much more fun to be around, <laughs> generally speaking, especially you are fun to be around, Megs. <laughs> but it's true. You have to put yourself first all the yeah. time. But something else I would also add in my beauty resolution because you just talked about it. But, you know, I'm so impressed when you meet people on Zoom and they're like nicely dressed and they have makeup on and they have nice hair. And for me, I'm like, it's such a nice touch, you know, for people to um, to actually meet you as if they were meeting you in real life. And I guess I, with time, lost a little bit of that because obviously, you know, with like the lockdown, etc., you get a bit more lazy. You don't want to wear makeup just for like one hour call, etc. But I think that this is also one of my beauty resolutions is that I want to be more on point 
on Zoom and like no. the same feeling as people no. giving. No, it's true. I I really want it. Oh my I god! Like said, you always look. You always look so nice on Zoom. Anyways, oh no, guys, this, okay, look at this my... means that I I really am gonna have to step up my game. No, <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. You really don't have to. You really don't have to. No, I it's should. It makes you feel better when you get up in the morning and you do like a full. When I put on makeup and like it's not even putting on makeup to like fix anything or whatever, but it just makes you feel good. And I think that's a good one. Do you know what? Maybe we can hold each other accountable for this. Said. But you know what? Maybe we should do it at the same time. So if someone is lazy, don't want to put makeup on, let's just like write to each other and be like, I'm not down. I'll be like, okay, me too. Don't worry. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh <my laughs> so God. Yeah, we would have days like this, even when we were working in real life, we would be like, oh, mm-hmm. It's not. It's not today. It's, it's a. It's a leggings it's day. <laughs> I think that like beauty resolutions need to be achievable and enjoyable, and you need to really think them out. I. F- I feel like, Xenia, we. This is. I think that ours are definitely attainable, but definitely don't set your skin expectations too high. It's important to understand how your skin works and then what it needs because it's going to help you understand. I guess what race you're run- running. It's. It's a. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And I think also um, try to not do everything at once. Like Megat said, you know, sometimes you just want to include all the ingredients, all the skincare regime, everything straight away and introduce it straight to your skin. But often we see, you know, people that don't have a skincare regime and suddenly buy a whole range of their morning and evening skincare routine to have, like we said previously, a very compromised skin or suffer from skin condition that they didn't suffer before because they don't, you know, like their skin is not really, uh, how do you say, get acclimated the right way to the products. And when you do this, first of all, it's not the best way, like we said, to introduce products to your skin. And secondly, you need to build a healthy habit, like we said before, it needs to be enjoyable. Uh, so just start slowly, introduce slowly. And with the consultation that we do with Megs, we, you know, sometimes people feel like we're going to recommend, you know, 20 products because we are skin experts, et cetera, but we really don't believe in, in this. For us, it's it's to build a very basic streamlined skincare regime that you can follow. And then with time, see how your skin is behaving, see how you feel about your skin and, you know, upgrade or level up a little bit your skincare regime by introducing a new product or, for example, switching your antioxidant serum to something a bit stronger. So really taking it step by step because that's how you need to treat your skin. It's not by, you know, buying everything and because you, you you got it and because you spend money, it has to work. It doesn't work that way, right? No. Uh, so you really have to do it step by step. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that that's so important. I mean, I, I said that one of like the my biggest kind of pet peeves about the new year new me is that the people just go go in too hard. So that's that's the best way to do it, like Xen just said. I do think like just touching on like from a Leone business standpoint this year, just to tell you a little bit about bit about our like Leone resolutions and like Rione, Leone, what am I even saying? I can't speak. Um, Leone <laughs> kind of <laughs> reloading. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> it's only 8.30 in the morning Okay, guys, you have to know, you have to know that Megan right now, I can see her. She's in a closet. <laughs> I'm in a closet. <laughs> I'm like really some shirts behind you. It's so funny. It's so funny. Oh my my, my background is like not zoom <laughs> but because you can't see it. <laughs> I'm in a closet. It's the best acoustics. Okay. It's true. Um, it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> also, I'm in this like tiny apartment with both my parents, and it's just like it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> oh my god. It's also, 8:30 in the morning. I've been up since five. Like, anyways. Oh, okay. From a Leone standpoint, this is the direction that I'm going. So we just want to basically um, 
continue to help people find their obviously high performing matches for their routines, but also help to streamline skincare. So we really want to work this year with more brands that have brilliant ethical values and increase the discovery of these different brands. I think that helping consumers recycle more and understand how to recycle products and I guess just build sustainable skincare routines is a really huge goal for us this year. I think that we really need to start Obviously, from the very beginning, we've wanted to help people streamline their skincare routine and reduce waste. But I, I really feel like this year, this is our intention is to yeah, hone in on that and just, I think, spread that message because I feel like maybe it's gotten a little bit lost. And, you know, also from a education standpoint, because education is another one of our key pillars is that we want to continue this and we are launching our training program soon, which is very exciting. We're launching it in the next couple of weeks. So this is basically going to help train people to become skin experts and to do what Xenia and I do. And so there's definitely more to come here, but that's just a little sneak peek teaser for, for what's to come. But yeah, I think that those are kind of our two things. Uh, it took me a second to get it out, but <laughs> those are the two main kind of goals it's and intentions perfect. for us this year i completely agree i think it's just like yeah the recycling and the, the, the sustainability behind that's going to be super important for us and uh, the training course which you can be like you just don't know how excited we are to launch it not because we know it's going to be the best course out there but also because we took so much time to, <laughs> to build it to do the presentations for megan to record at midnight like you don't you don't even understand everything no. you went for to 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 pull out that in course. this closet so many recordings in this closet <laughs> me sitting here <laughs> by myself um recording these sessions they're they're really amazing like i think that this information is information that you do not get anywhere else i mean it's Xenia and I have downloaded all the knowledge that we know, combined it with different courses that we've taken and different incredible courses out there and really delivered something awesome. So stay tuned for that. Now, I think moving on to like the last part of this podcast is probably what a lot of you tuned in to listen to because so many people were interested. Xenia obviously had a very exciting uh, event. It was her wedding this year and she looked unbelievable. I mean, it was just a joke like they just looked so so incredible both of them and so we want to hear about your routine Xenia all of us including myself actually uh, and I have some questions here that were you know questions that came up a lot and just a few questions that I've pulled to ask you if you don't mind about the intimate details leading up to the wedding <laughs> of course but you know what's what's why I'm smiling it's so funny because I really found my wedding dress one week before. I did my makeup maybe 20 minutes before, you know, before the wedding. I was late. Oh my gosh, I of nearly, course. That is so now, I nearly dropped my, my jacket on the floor and it was raining. Like there's so many things that happen and people don't. And I think everyone that got married, you know, will will have probably have the same the same type of feeling as me is that if you knew everything that happened before and all your amazing comments about my skin and my outfit, it's amazing because you don't even know, you don't understand. It took me one week to put everything together. No, you were so, it was stressing me out because Xenia a couple of weeks before was like, oh, I still don't have the dress. And I honestly, my eyes, she was like, oh, should I get my hair colored? You put up a story and you asked like everyone, should I get yeah. my hair colored? And I texted you. I was like, absolutely. This isn't like you are not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do this, um, but you just—it's so you like to be able to just pull it all together last minute and it just be like amazing. So I feel like you do that with like everything, like cooking and just anything. <laughs> and you know, like makes everything look effortless. And 
Oh, I'm too stressy of a person to be able to do that. But how, I guess, I guess the, the questions really, let's, let's talk first about like the makeup. So how to wear makeup that keeps your skin healthy while covering imperfections. So your makeup for the day, if you guys haven't seen, you can go back and look at Xenia's pics, but she really looked flawless. So how did you cover up any imperfections? Did you have, I think you said that you had a spot or something come in before. I can't remember. So I was so lucky, really I was so lucky because it was the week before my periods and normally during that time I always get some unusual breakouts or my skin gets a bit more congested or I get more imperfections, etc. So I like my, my skin just doesn't feel well. It's the worst it is one week before my period. So I was really stressed about it, you know, thinking that something might appear, but actually everything was super like under control. And I think it's because of certain skincare products that I had. So I think that I was using, uh, I'm still using two cleansers from Skin Ingredients, uh, which I received uh, in London one month ago. And I, and for me, th- those cleansers are absolutely amazing. And I definitely saw a difference in my skin texture. You know, again, there's no overnight miracle, overnight fix. So I think it's because my skincare regime was so good before that and I continue doing it that my skin was behaving well and thanks to that that's why I'm telling this my makeup also was really good because my skin was healthy so obviously when your skin is healthy your makeup just looks better because you don't have to cover anything up I just use the makeup that I use every day because I didn't want to take any risks you know like uh, using a new foundation or using a new mascara or something like that and I and I really wanted something very natural I, I don't wear that much makeup on my eyes you know on my lips um so you wanted to look like you and you did you looked like you yeah and I didn't want to have any makeup artist or anything and I didn't have the choice to I had to do my makeup myself (laughs) at that point (laughs) I think because of COVID exactly and my hair too like I did everything myself so I just use like my uh, one of my favorite products is the CC cream from Airborian, which makes you also discovered, uh, which is amazing. For me, this one was amazing. I have also a um, RMS Uncover Foundation, exactly that I use a lot. I have this NARS concealer that is for me, you know, a concealer I've used since I'm 16 years old, which I can, it's like a, the creamy radiant concealer, I think it's called, which I love and which is perfect, you know, to cover any type of imperfection or redness if you have some. And yeah, and just like a simple powder and yeah, just my simple makeup. And I think that's that's really helped my skin to be healthy. But it was really more about the skincare regime than the than the makeup, to be honest. Yeah. And so lucky too that you with your period, you weren't having any any weird weird kind of breakouts or anything that happened absolutely absolutely and I remember you know like five days before my wedding my mom was like oh let's celebrate like let's like let's drink champagne or let's do something and I was like no 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 like I know my triggers I really don't have want to have my skin under control like I'm not gonna do yeah. like I'm gonna drink champagne I know it gives me you know it just champagne. doesn't make me feel good I know. I know it's it's champagne it's the bubbles it's the bubbles, I know, it's the bubbles like I I did a story the other day of my my skin after I drank champagne and it was really nice champagne my dad like had had it for new year and so we opened it and oh my gosh my skin flared up it, it, my whole body like was hot because you know it's very sugary it's it's also it like alters your guts like it's really like it's a nice alcohol but it's the worst one I think for your skin and your general health <laughs> yeah yeah, so I think that that is the the main thing is that you already you weren't changing up to. I think this is something that we get from a lot of brides. You weren't changing up your routine like the week before. Like you really kept no. it 
Yeah, which is so important, I think, just to stress if you guys have an event coming up uh, for brides, like really do not start to mess with your skincare routine. I would say even two weeks before, like just don't do it. Even one month before, like don't don't use products that you don't know. And if you know, uh, normally, because my wedding was planned like one month ahead, right? But normally, if you know that your wedding is like in six months or in one year, you have so much time ahead of you to discover products and discover a skincare regime that works for you. So I would say like, as soon as you know you're going to get married and you know you have certain skin concerns or anything like that, plan plan it ahead. Like really try to find the, the optimal skincare regime, which is something that we do also at Leon. And also, it it might sound stupid, but I think, and it's something that no one really talks about it, you know, in, in bridal organization, wedding planning, etc., is that try to fix your wedding dates or your events if you have the control of it, right? Sometimes you don't you don't really control it. On the day when you know your skin is not prone to break out. So if you know your skin is gonna break out one week before your period, look at your calendar, you know, and and yeah, have an we have this control because we, happen. Exactly. Yeah, we all track our periods now. It's so true. But also you don't want to be on your period at your wedding or for your honeymoon. Like you that's you don't want to be in a bad mood. Um, yeah, you don't want to be in a bad mood. No, No, you don't. I think it is important. I really do think that we should, people should talk about that because yeah, yeah, it's It's a big thing and it's emotionally, you feel better. And like, there's so many things that can happen. And I think if you, if you plan it on the wrong day, on the wrong week, uh, it's like you, you feel all the emotions more and, and, and and becomes, you know, and you stress because your skin might have uh, an unusual breakout and because of stress, uh, like the unusual unusual breakout appears so it's like a vicious circle you know that you enter so if you can like stay out of it i would recommend to do it for sure yeah i completely agree i think i have actually thought of that before i mean not that i'm anywhere near getting married but i thought like how awful it would be to be on your period at your wedding and i've had friends that have been and it just like adds a whole layer of stress so that's a really good very good tip i think so moving on to I wanted, and oh my gosh, your manicure. Can you just tell us the tip on the manicure? Because you've had some incredible manicures lately and I feel like we need to know about it. So I discovered Harriet Westmoreland, which is, I think, uh, a popular mani- manicurist in London. And I actually, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was so biased, so, so biased. I saw Rosie Huntington posting a picture of her nails and tagging the manicurist. And I was like, I want those nails. Like, I really want to try it. And so I did my nails, I think, uh, one time before just to see how, how she's doing it. It's it's pricey, but to be honest, was the best manicure I had uh, in my entire life, and it was so well done, so natural, so on point that I was like, okay, I want to do exactly the same for my for my wedding, yeah, and and just like very natural color, very subtle, and uh, and I guess my only advice would be to maybe try before uh, doing it for real for your wedding, just to make sure that uh, it's the right person or it's what you expect, and then do it again for your wedding. Oh my gosh, they looked so good though. I still really want because I mean it is expensive, but I really like for a special event. I think it's so worth it. Like they they look honestly, it is yeah, amazing. It is. So we've talked a little bit about this, but how do you make sure that the stress of planning a wedding does not cause a flare up or spots or acne? So it's an interesting question because for me, I guess it's a bit different because the planning of my wedding was quite small. Like it's. We were only the two families. I knew that, that this, you know, there was many small, not a lot of things that could go wrong, basically, with the organization. So I wasn't that stressed. 
so I didn't have, I think, thanks to that, any type of unusual breakouts, flare-ups, etc. But I can't imagine someone, you know, who's getting married uh, around like 500 people, you know, and have a whole ceremony walking down the aisle, etc. I'm sure this can cause a lot of stress. And I guess, unfortunately, this is not something that is easy to control. But if it's when you're planning your wedding, I would say try to find things that stress you, like meditation or maybe you know, a workout class or yoga or something like that to decrease the, the cortisol level that your body might produce. And this will help to uh, to just, you know, relieve any tension, etc. But again, it's not an overnight fix. Like it's something you have to practice a lot before. So if you know you're the quite of anxious person, high stress person, I would encourage you before even planning your wedding or while planning your wedding to already try to control that stress level. I think that that's super important. Yeah, I think it's really important. I think that also what we what we talk to brides about is that making sure that way far in advance you have those wedding kind of that wedding skincare routine to I guess address your concerns or whatever but if your skin barrier is not compromised and if it's strong then you're going to be less likely to be impacted by things like mood swings and stress and external irritants and maybe you're going to a different climate for example if it's like a destination wedding just making sure that you've taken all of that into account is really important way beforehand so that you yeah so that you have the the SOS stuff ready too okay what about wedding would love to know any week weeks before wedding essentials so like what you did essentially before I did, and I think there's another question around that, around facials and like face treatments. So I did a facial at Onda Beauty with Holly, which is someone I see sometimes, you know, every two, three months in London. And she's doing uh, amazing facials with natural and organic brands, which it's a category that I love. Up into discussion, we're not going to go into the subject because it's very touchy with Meg. So, um, <laughs> but with, uh, with a brand called SS Skincare, which is a brand that I love. And I did a facial with her one week before, and I was super lucky because it was just before the, the lockdown. And it was amazing, and my, my, my skin felt great. But I think that that was an essential. And it, it is an essential if it's someone that you regularly really see and you know the effect of it. So then it becomes an essential, and you know then it's good to do it because you know you're going to feel good. But it doesn't mean you have to get a facial treatment. It really depends on how your skin is feeling. And don't get, please, official treatments two weeks before your wedding with someone that you don't know, always test, 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 see how it goes, see how your skin feels. And if you are satisfied, if you like your skin, if you like the way you glow, etc., then do it before your wedding because you can trust the person. Yeah, that's really, really important. We have a lot of people who ask like, what facial should I get before my wedding? It is so much about skincare routine. And then if you, you know, if you're like six months ahead of time, then you can find a facialist and do facials up to the wedding. But other than that, like don't do anything crazy before. And it's a lot about the vibe too, right? Because if you meet someone and, you know, they're not really aligned with your values and your wedding is in, in one week and then, you know, you're a bit stressed and they don't do the facial the way you wanted to do it. It's also ruins your experience too, you know, like you wanted something, you wanted to do something that you're going to remember and be like, oh, and I had this facial, you know, just before my wedding and it was absolutely amazing with this person. So like, just, just make sure that you choose wisely the, the right person. Exactly. And I think that that goes into the tips and tricks for timing facials. They will like, you need to basically go many months in advance and, and build up. So I guess, although you didn't have a, a giant zit that formed a few days before, what would you have done if a giant zit formed the day before? Like, how would you have managed that? 
I would completely freak out. I'm going to be honest with you. I'll be like, oh, no, it's going to come out. It's going to be ugly on my pictures. I want it to be a small wedding. Why can't my skin be good on that day? Um, so I would freak out, but I wouldn't touch it. It depends at what stage does it is, right? If it's really white, it came out, it's the day before, I'm sorry, uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna extract it. And the only method that worked for me that didn't leave me any scars is from Caroline Hirons from her book, where she explained exactly how to extract a, like step by step a breakout. And actually, it's quite well done. It's not something I recommend. It's really an emergency. Emergency. It's your wedding day, so that's why I would do it. Normally, I wouldn't do it. So I would extract it if it's in the very beginning. I was just, I would apply uh, add, you know, a BHA, yeah, BHA in my routine just to make sure some, I have something that cleans out the pores and, you know, just uh, limit the redness, et cetera, and cover it up with makeup. I think it's the only thing that can save you. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to make matters worse, I think, for sure. If you do have a facialist that you trust that you can call on, you know, I have a woman in Texas who she can do a kind of like microcurrent and, you know, she can work magic to shrink it. If you have someone like that, that's incredible. Go call on them. Other than that, really try not to mess with it. And then could you also share your makeup routine? I think that you kind of shared your makeup routine, but we can maybe do a story to Xenia with like the actual products you use. I think that'd be really yeah, cool. Of course, of course, of course. But yeah, my makeup routine, like I said, the, the CC cream from Herborian, uh, the concealer from NARS, the RMS Uncover Foundation. I have a mascara that I use since I'm like 16 years old. It's the Elizabeth Harden one, which is amazing. So I'll do a story, but it's very simple makeup. I don't have anything that is miraculous, you know, or extraordinary. It's just things that that works for my skin. I thought that you used Trish McAvoy mascara. I don't know why. I thought uh, Trish that. McAvoy. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. yes you're right. Uh, I said Elizabeth Harden. I was like, it's not that. It's fine. I'm just gonna go over it. I'm gonna do a story. Well, I it's called be something else. I, how, it's how, Trish McAvoy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how I know that, guys? We went on a trip uh, to the south of France like ages ago, and I forgot my makeup and I used Xenia's makeup and I used that one and it's amazing like the Trish McAvoy it's one. so good it. and it goes and it goes so easy you know like I hate those type of mascara that's like stays underneath your eyes oh my gosh and you have panda eyes or that is hard to remove and this one like removes easily even with hot water that's why I love it yeah no it's a really good one as I say, sitting here with like panda eyes because I use the Chanel one, but it's fine <laughs> um, uh, and then did you use any masks if yes which one I used, so I discovered Exuvians, of course, through Megan, who can't stop talking about it. And we received, honestly, it was the, the such such a nice box, right? We received a huge box of products from Nostrada of Exuvians, which was amazing. And I received the deep hydration mask, which Megan already told me about it. And I also recommended to have few clients. And uh, I was like, okay, no, I'm just going to use that one. And I liked it because it's an overnight mask. So it does give you, you know, more benefits than just a mask that you leave on 10 minutes. So I used that one and I just loved it. Like my skin was really plumped the next day, very hydrated. It also contains some chemical exfoliants. So my skin was a bit, you know, more, I don't know how to explain, even skin texture, dewy. Like it's such an amazing mask to have. But I think that... The way my skincare regime was structured on that night and the way my skincare regime was also on the next day made it even more better. You know what I mean? Because if you don't have the right skincare regime and use this kind of mask, it also can't, like, you won't really benefit from it 100%. Like, no, you have and to prep your pores too if you use it wrong. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that this complemented 
perfectly my skin, night skincare regime, which made my skin looked really good the next day. Yeah. And did you, what was your morning routine that morning before? Uh, so it was just the, the usual routine that I have. So I use the cleanser from Skin Ingredients, the pre-cleans one with the with PHAs, which is amazing to gently exfoliate your skin and also, you know, enhance the ability of your skin to retain water. So it makes your skin a bit more plumper and really prep it for the next products in line. And then I use also from them the Skin Veg Serum, which can oh, yeah, be It's so good. I love that. Yeah. So, so good. And it goes straight into skin and it hydrates the skin, which is nice. Then I absolutely also love the Exuvian's AOX uh, treatment serum. Yes. Serum. Then you're using a lot of these like more I know. kind of like sciencey brands. I'm I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I know. I'm telling you, Megs, we're merging our styles. That's why. I know we really <laughs> are. And um, so I used the serum and then on top of it, I had the, my favorite SM moisturizer. It's a hydro moisturizer that is just, I don't know, I just love the feeling of it. And I'm very guilty. I'm very guilty, Max, because I use some tanning drops and I know they're so bad for the skin because they accelerate, uh, you know, the aging of the skin. But whatever, it was my wedding day and I wanted to have... Which one? The The one from... uh, I'm going to try a mistake again. (laughs) The one from Dr. Seba. Dr. Seba have amazing ones. Yes. And they also have a... Uh, they say blue light filter, uh, just so that everyone knows the st- studies around blue light is still very limited. So don't really trust 100% when they say that it blocks blue lights. It's basically the light emitted from your screens. But I do love them and it does give a very nice glow to the skin. So uh, oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. No, that's it's fine. I, I kind of want to try them now. I I have the pestle <laughs> more. Right. I want to um, try them. <laughs> I want to try it. I have the pestle and mortar glow drops, which I want to try to use kind of over the next couple of days. But those are a bit different, right? You've used those, haven't you? I think it's different. Those ones, the drops that I have from Dr. Seba, you just have to mix them in your moisturizer and you apply them directly, which makes it nicer. And it doesn't smell like the, um, how is it called? Tan, tan, like tan looks. Tan looks. Exactly. Yeah. For me, it smells a little bit. I this one really doesn't smell. Tan yeah, me too. Ugh. I can't. I can't. Yeah, no, I think that that would probably be because you said the one of the questions was, did you do anything on top of your usual routine to try to get the best skin glow possible? And it probably would have been that. So I think that you answered that question, yeah. unless there was and anything else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then the last kind of question is anything you would forbid to do the days before an important event? We've touched on this, but I think it is po- important to reiterate triggers so anything that you think that you know might trigger your skin trigger any type of flare-ups if you have a sensitive skin any type of unusual breakouts if you're prone to them so anything you know you're going to react even if it's really difficult to know that right it's like so difficult to pinpoint what can trigger something in your skin but for me it was and i know this very contradictory arguments around that but i limited my sugar intake i limited my gluten intake because i know it makes me also bloated so it's just like not only for my skin right it's just for my overall well-being i really wanted to feel great like feel great on that day and uh, not only look great lactose also and uh, it sounds like i didn't eat anything you know <laughs> but, but you already have such a balanced like you you eat exactly. like you really have such a balanced diet like i think mm-hmm. that this probably wasn't too unusual like not too out of the ordinary for you now no 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 not exactly and i really don't advise anyone to to you know like go very extreme with that if you're not used to it like for me i already have a healthy quiet diet so it was just like just avoiding small stuff that i would normally have during during the day but i wasn't unhappy about it it didn't make me feel bad or anything it was just like you know just 
don't know how to explain. Yeah, it's more to make you feel good inside because I think like even for me, for example, like when I eat really, really stodgy things and lots of carbs, like white carbs, I'm talking like bread and things like that, I just feel heavy. And so I think definitely you want to feel light. I mean, I can imagine you would want to feel light and like feel really good. And you want to be prepared for the dinner that comes after, you know, because you're going to eat a lot and drink a lot too. So you can like, you know, just wait for the day. Exactly. So I would say that, yeah, like those little things. Yeah. And I think other things to avoid too are like using a new product, using a new mask, doing a facial, eating anything, taking any weird supplements or like whatever, because those can all cause reactions on your skin. So just like keep to your routine. I think that that's the, that's the kind of main thing. Don't do anything out of the ordinary. Exactly. I think that's the key takeaways is that don't go, especially one more, one month before your event or your wedding, don't go outside your comfort zone. Sometimes you have to. Because, you know, it's good to get out of your comfort zone. But in that case, with your skin, stay with what you know, stay with what you have. Don't try, don't test things that you don't know because you're not going to be satisfied, you know. Like there's a higher risk of being unsatisfied than being satisfied. So just put all your chances to your side. Agreed. Perfect. I think those are all of the questions, Xen. It's so fun. I hadn't even talked to you about like the prep and the fact that you like just, I don't know, did it all yourself too, I think is amazing. Like I... <laughs> I'm no way. I'm like too stressy. You know me. I'm going to have to have somebody like do my makeup for me. But I think it's so good because you looked like you, but you looked so glowing. And obviously it was like such a happy day. And it, like no matter what, it's your wedding day. Everyone, like if you're going through this, you're, and you're, so, about right. married, you're so happy and you it shows. I know that that's so like cliche, but I think it's true. But I was thinking so much about you, Megs, because when I was doing my hair, I was like, but I don't, because I have straight hair, so I don't really do anything. And I was like, but I don't know how to blow dry my I had no idea. I was like, how how do I do it? You know, like, how do I do my hair look nice? Or like, I had no idea. Oh and my in my God. head, I was like, Megan, she would be like, just like in five seconds, full blow dry, super nice, yeah. curly, wavy hair, natural, like. I really don't have that. And I was like, oh, I wish Megan was here. Oh, I wish she could help me. I, like, I Megan, in my, in my skin, she would have done it so much better. I was like, okay, you know what? And I just it's put my American. hair down. Tried it, and I was like, okay, let's go. Let's go to the wedding. <laughs> it looked so good, though. But, like, my – it's the American in me. Like, really, like, when I'm home, too, like, I know how to do my hair. Like, I know how to do my makeup. It's, like, no joke. I love – makeup's, like, my – my thing i'm gonna i should do that this year i love makeup and so yeah i would be so into it i having a tutorial on how to do your hair because you do it like as if you went to the hairdresser do you know i can i can i have some tricks i can i can do that maybe for the next the next podcast takeover guys we can talk about my makeup and my hair routine um (laughs) yeah but no i think that's so good xen is there anything else that we've forgotten no, I think we talked about everything. And um, for for me, the most important thing was the, the beauty resolutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was really nice to uh, to talk about them. It was also, you know, Max, I, I didn't know your beauty resolutions and just like, I yeah. don't know what you were planning for 2020. So it was really ex- exciting and uh, to, to learn more and more about them. And uh, it would be great if uh, any of you listeners, you can also share with us your beauty resolutions and see if maybe we can help you. Or if you have any question about, you know, anything you want to achieve for 2021, we can also help you. If you DM us, uh, we would love to help. And, uh, you know, it's not because uh, we do consultation that we don't answer any question. We love people that, you know, have, I don't know, question about their skin, etc. We always help them. Definitely, definitely. And I think that like our, 
you know, we were kind of hating on the new year, new skin. So we're, our focus is really shifting to like these beauty resolutions and having a more positive, I think much more attainable twist on this and making your beauty resolutions intentional, but also achievable. So yeah, share, share them with us. We would love to hear any kind of beauty resolutions. That would be great. And tune in to our next podcast. We have some really incredible guests coming in 2021 and we'll keep you updated on the training course too, because it's coming soon. Yay. That's going to be amazing. So thanks everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone. And uh, yeah. And don't hesitate to contact us if you have any questions. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and don't hesitate to contact us if you have any question. You can reach us on DM on leon.ldn or email us at hello at leonldn.co.uk. Don't forget to check out our website for more info on our virtual consultations and for bookings. It's time your skincare earned its place on your bathroom shelf.